coming in for another week. This is episode number six. Yeah. And we are on a roll. <laughs> we took a little break last week to recoup, but we're back like we never left. Like cook crap. And we're ready. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? So we're ready to get into some tea today. Oh. Hey. All right, Jazz, what you got for us? Okay, guys, let's see what's brewing today. Oh, snap. We got some health and wellness tea, y'all. Okay. Um, That's different. I know. I think I think I want to get a little bit serious on the people today. And let's talk about um, mental health. Mm. Yeah. Y'all know this could get real deep. So it's we're we're a little bit early because mental health awareness month is in May, but um I just wanted to get serious um on some topics that are really that that aren't talked about enough in our community. Right. Um I mean I feel like any and everybody can be a victim of mental health issues, but I feel like unfortunately people who look like us do not talk about it enough and we don't go get the help that we need and we don't talk to each other about it to you know for that help so I just I just kind of want to discuss why you guys feel like that is why why is it such a taboo subject and situation in our community I um I'm not sure to be honest with you I, I feel like everyone always oh you're crazy people I think everyone always they're just so afraid to be labeled as being crazy mm-hmm. so a lot of people try to stare away if you do something oh you're crazy you it, it's always trying to find a negative um something negative to kind of come to kind of go with the whole um mental health when people think about mental they're like oh immediately when you think mental it's like something's wrong with you you know what I mean? Yeah. Something's wrong with your brain. You're not functioning right. It, yeah, it's it's right. something wrong. And it could be just something simple or something traumatic that happened to you. And people don't even realize that they are suffering from mental um, from mental illness or even just different things like that. And I think it's just the fact that, like I said, um, it's just when you think about it, when people say it, it's just one of those words like we stay away from. It's just too... Like the connotations of it. Yeah, it's something, mm-hmm. it's too serious to talk about. It, it's too deep. I think a lot of people, and it kind of goes back to what people are um, not aware of or what they're, the unknown, people are afraid of the unknown. So I guess that would be it because they're mm-hmm. not exposed to why it's so important to be, what, mental healthy as it is as physical <laughs> healthy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if that even makes sense. No, but, seriously. You know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of people don't understand that. And I think that, we mainly in the black and brown community because we have to put up this shell. Um, and I definitely know as a black woman that we have to put up this shell as being so strong, so independent, able yep. to conquer and do anything and everything that we have to always have that smile on our face and inside we can be mentally dying. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. we are so always being that we're that we're the backbone of our families typically, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yep. So I think, that's the issue and I think that over the years when it comes to just black men and I don't want to say black men because I definitely compare um can relate to black men because I see examples of black men my father my brothers my fiance you know what I mean and just seeing even how they have to deal with 
so much, in my opinion, mental abuse because of society, because of yep. how society puts them against one another, how society is against them to begin with, how they put their partners against them and how it's just set up so they can feel as though they are less than, which in turn causes mental issues, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even on top of that, so that's, that's like this pride thing. So aside from the individuals themselves, think about the fact that parents in our community never want to seem as the, or look as though they've failed. So if you have a child or a now adult that is your child that has experienced or is claiming these mental health issues or even going through things and problems and issues, it's almost like they don't even want to acknowledge that this is a thing. Oh, my baby not crazy. They they just um had too much sugar today. My baby not crazy. Oh, they misunderstood. Like, yeah, like and it's like we kind of wipe it off and wipe it away as if it's something totally normal and not something that needs help. Mm-hmm. Even though mental health is common amongst a lot of people across across the color spectrums. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not treated as something that we should actively work on, but it's treated as almost like um, it's we almost like we need to downplay it to something else. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, it does. And that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Like I it just had an anxiety we... attack today. <laughs> yeah, and it you know is unfortunate because we're we're struggling. We really are. So. I was just looking up some stuff. Um, The National Alliance on Mental Health Illness um, says that African-Americans and Hispanic-Americans each use mental health services at about one-half the rate of Caucasian-Americans. And I think that... that, Now I'm just going to say, let's just let that sink in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) But that's just One-half the rate. But that's just like, and I feel like it goes back to us educating our children at young ages, us educating one another because, and just trying to get that stigma off of the whole mental health issue. It's just like, not saying like that, but you can kind of compare the two. When it comes to educating a non, we'll say a non-minority, when it, even when it comes to finances, you know what I mean? They're more educated than it is for a minority. I think it's that we have to start at home. We have to let our kids know it's okay to go to the guidance counselor if you're feeling some type of way. And I also Mm -hmm. think it has to do with mainly us as, again, that whole exterior, you have to be strong, you have to be a man, letting our kids know it's okay, mainly our boys, it's okay to cry. You're not a Mm crybaby. Those are just emotions. Those are natural. It's okay to not hold things in, but let it out. Yes. That's the reason why we have so many issues where talk about it it's like so much aggression and they're viewed as being so aggressive and everything like that and if you are crying then you're a crybaby then if you are sensitive or if you're emotional oh then you have you're feminine and you know what i mean it's always mm-hmm. something negative that goes with it where it's like i just want i'm just want to be myself oh if you meditate oh you're a hippie you're this you're that you know what i mean it's always if you're trying to get centered with yourself there's always negative energy or negative comments that are made. Unfortunately, everything's a joke when it comes to the black and brown community. And I think it's just a fear. And that's why so many people, and that's why it's so many unfortunate situations where 
there's deaths where young black men are taking their lives, when they're taking their partner's lives, when there's a lot of abuse going on physically, emotionally, sexually within the households, because these are just repeated cycles because there's no one actually taking, letting them know this isn't normal. It's okay to talk to someone. And back to our favorite line from black parents is what happens in my house stays in my house. That's what exactly mm-hmm. I was going to bring up. Cause you just brought that up on the last episode. And this is another reason why we have this issue. Like what happens mm-hmm. in this roof stays under this roof. So why would you feel comfortable talking to your guidance counselor or talking to a teacher or talking to, um, or even going out and seeking therapy as an adult when you've been ingrained with this mindset. But even, and, and I totally understand, I'm not really trying to contradict myself or even contradict what you just said, but it goes back to with the system. Because we already know, if it's a child that's going to school, they may be a little hyper or something, they're ready to put them on medication, they're ready to put them in the system. And that's the biggest thing as black oh, people. you ain't never lie about that. That's the, thing, that's the biggest <laughs> thing is like, kind of going back to what Jazz said, I want to... I feel like, though, if my child ends up on medication, I'm a bad parent. I feel as though if my child has to go to therapy, I'm a bad parent. I don't know how to parent. I don't know what I'm doing. And realistically, when it comes to being a parent, there's no manual that comes with it. And, yeah, you can Mm -hmm. get these tools from these people, but that may not work for every child. You know what I mean? You have Mm -hmm. to learn that child. You have to allow that child to express themselves. You know, and, again, by by... which is not really, I guess you would say, like nurturing their mental health, like giving them the confidence, like praising them, you know what I mean? Allowing them to be confident enough to speak out instead of holding things in because I feel like when they hold things in, it causes more damage. And that's when you have the mm-hmm. kids who are, and unfortunately it's like a big cycle. They're being bullied. Now it's, oh, they were suffering from mental health when it was this, when it was just unfortunately just communication. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know. But then I'm thinking about like, okay, the people who are suffering from this, these mental health issues, they're going about their day, whatever. And then when they lash out, then it's like, oh my goodness, what, what is, what's going on with this person? How come we didn't know, you know, what could we have done to kind of alleviate or keep this from happening? Well, if you listen if you really watch your child, if you let them know that they need to be well-rounded all over, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, it's not just one or the other. It's all of that combined. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's important for, like you said, it to begin at home, but it also should be reinforced when you're in school because you're spending, just like we spend most of our times at work, Mm -hmm. kids spend a lot of time at school. Yeah, 40 hours a week. Absolutely. So I feel like it needs to be reinforced there as well. And, and I, and I understand that. And that's my thing. And that's why, and not trying to make it about a race thing, but I feel like that's the reason why when all these mass shootings happen and all these white guys are, Oh, he had, it was mental. It was mental. Um, he had mental issues or it was, he's pleading insanity and all the other stuff is because, these, they, these kids have had issues all their lives, nine times out of ten, and this has been documented. Mm-hmm. And not giving anybody any right to go do anything to anyone because they shouldn't do anything. But if this happens with a black man, it's, oh, he's crazy. And we even ourselves in the black community look at it. We will never say he was suffering from mental abuse. We will say that, oh, he was this crazy. You know what I mean? That's just the, the line to go through. Even when they say it about the white people, the white men, nine times out of ten, who are crazy as hell, we always say they're crazy. And again, that's just my opinion. But when we say they're crazy, it's not saying, oh, 
it's not really putting an actual diagnosis to it. And I feel like, right. honestly, there's something wrong with everybody. It, they, mm-hmm. I feel like the, a little bit. Yep. The, the way that, unfortunately, the way how the, and not trying to become too political, but the way that the government and the pharmaceutical companies are like in bed with each other, holding hands, whatever you want to call it. Everybody has something wrong with them. Everybody's on something for something. Oh, you can't sleep at night. We're going to give you this. Oh, you have anxiety. Oh, you crying too much. Oh, you're depressed. Oh, you can't do your you're this, you're this, you're this. You know what I mean? I feel like it's always a label. Birth control. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's always a label correlated with something. And I, I do. I believe in mental mental health. I believe that people should definitely talk about things. I feel like you should talk about everything deserves to be talked about, in my opinion. But... Mm-hmm open form exactly but you also have to learn how to keep that energy out you have to also learn how to naturally meditate and find your own inner peace you know what i mean and that's Mm -hmm. not what they're pushing that's not what they're pushing in these schools that's not what they're pushing in society they're pushing these medications and they're pushing these oh these institutions where they're getting paid off of putting these kids in putting these people in to say oh what's something wrong with them oh what they they're not they're a danger to themselves in society when that's not the case and that's exactly what it is it's all about the dollar because mm. these pharmaceutical companies are getting kickbacks like you would not believe every time a doctor writes a script girl do you know how much these pharmaceutical companies are getting so they'd rather put you on med- meds than to really get to the root of what the problem is and why do you think they have the auto refill whether you go pick that medication <laughs> up or not it's automatically refilled so that they're yep. getting their kickback everyone's getting paid and they don't understand like why would i take some put something in my body that's going to cause 10 times worse than what i'm dealing with right now you know what i mean so, mm-hmm. that good old oily discharge honey she's so stupid <laughs> there we go with she, the oily she's discharge. never she's never serious we gotta say serious jance but but seriously but like you have to I feel like oily discharge. Oh gosh. <laughs> we have to get back on track. We, we, <laughs> we need but to like, talk about vaginal health in another episode. That's, that's a totally <laughs> Absolutely. I can't be serious with y'all. Well, okay, so I kinda wanna throw something at you, Key. Mm-hmm. So this website also says half of all chronic mental illness begins by age fourteen. So you have a 10-year-old on your hands. How does that make you feel? I think that's unfortunately true. I feel like mm-hmm. at the age, as far as like chronic, where people who are, I think it's because it becomes chronic because it goes untreated. Right. Like, I feel like if parents actually take the time out and talk to their kids, if parents take the time out and put their kids in therapy. And I'm not saying in therapy to, Oh, Leo, Johnny, what's wrong with you? Like actually put them in therapy so that you guys can communicate, not for them to communicate with the therapist. You know what I mean? Allowing Mm -hmm. your kids to have positive people in their lives, a positive village. You know what I mean? As we would say, um, nine times out of 10, most, and I, and I don't have the exact um, statistics, so I don't want to, don't hold me to this, but I would I believe that nine times out of ten that most sexual assaults and things that happen mainly in children are that are done to younger children are before the age of fourteen. So that's why before they begin developing. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're dealing with that. They're dealing with those kind of things. They're also dealing with the acceptance because they weren't reassured at home with confidence levels that you're beautiful, you're handsome, you 
you will find people who will love you for you, never change being you, never switch to society's um, thoughts that you should be, always be yourself, always be happy being yourself because we don't reassure mm-hmm. or we don't reinstill that in our kids. I feel like at the age of 14 that now they're going into this um, new world. You're now in high school. You, you, high you know school, what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that opens a whole can. That's a whole can of worms. Age of 14, now you're 19 out of 10 exposed to sex. Not saying that you're having sex. And if you weren't already traumatized, unfortunately, um, take molested or touched as a child, you're now hearing about things. You're now seeing things. You're going through puberty. You're seeing all this other stuff. So it's like all these things are going on internally inside of you. And if you can't verbally communicate this, like write this down have someone who can be your outlet and your plug or know how to handle yourself as far as like your emotions and stuff i feel like it Mm -hmm. is a turn where that's why there's a lot of there's a high rate of suicide um a high rate of teenage suicide that's why kids are easier easily influenced by a lot of social medias and a lot of the tv and things like that unfortunately a few years ago there was a freaking suicide pack at one of the local high schools yeah you know what i mean so it's like Mm. it's to the point where though at this point i feel like at the age of 14 the they're really they're really able to be influenced i know they say a kid at a young age is really able to be influenced but i feel like if you instill them at a young age like you said that mental health that spiritual faith just that confidence then by the age of 14 it's like hey i may have two friends but i'm okay i don't need to be the big man on campus you know what i mean i don't want to be that person that peaks Mm -hmm. in high school you feel me so it's like yeah I feel like that is true and it's sad, but true. So that's why I try to reassure my son. People are bullying you. We're going to work out together. You're beautiful. You're handsome. You're this, you're that. You're awesome. You want to be a doctor. You want to be a lawyer. As his parent, I reassure him, send him stuff, do stuff with him. Oh, you want to bake? We're going to do this together. Oh, people say boys aren't supposed to do this. Forget what society says. I want you to be happy. Kids at the age of 14, mm-hmm. I feel like they're trying to figure out their sexuality. It's so much things that I feel like, I know they say you become an adult at the age of 18, but I feel like the age of 14 is when you're exposed to another world because you got to realize you're in school with adults. We don't think about it like that. But when you're a freshman in yep. high school, you're in school with adults who are 18. And if that person failed, they're 19. So you're in school with adults. <laughs> True. You understand what I'm saying? So with certain things, and these people now are driving, some of these people don't, they live with their parents, some of them live with their friends. They have, yep. It's people in school who are pregnant. It's so much that's going on. And if oh, you are not girl. mentally mm-hmm. strong, spiritually strong, you'll get wrapped up and trapped right into that. So I do believe that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. 14 is the age where the chronic mental health, like if they have some type of chronic mental health issues, then that is the peak or that's even if it's not really the peak of it, that's the start of it because night there's they're suffering from anxiety. I want to be accepted. I want to be, I want these people to like me. I want to do this. I want to do that. You know what I mean? So it's just, I feel like it, again, my favorite thing is it starts at home. They have to have the solid foundation. They have to have that awesome support group. They have to have people to reassure them that it's okay to be themselves and just constantly mm-hmm. continuously love on them. Not people who are tearing them down. Not people, oh, you're getting grown now. Oh, I don't care how big you get. I still do this. You understand what I'm saying? And again, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. we experience this a lot. And unfortunately, in the brown community. My grandma's favorite line was, oh, you trying to smell your piss now. Would you grown? You, because you starting to smell yourself. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I agree. It's sad, but I agree. So as a mother, I feel like, 
I feel like at that point it's like they are they are either going to go to one side or the other. Like they're either going to succumb to those mental health issues or they're going to be able to come out of it if that makes sense. Like at that point because like you said they they are in school. You I didn't think about it till you just said it, but it's like they are in school with adults potentially. Like like you said some kids who got left back there 19 yeah. probably. And they're doing things that this little 14-year-old who has potentially been sheltered all their mm-hmm. life, I can speak from experience, been sheltered all their life, and now this is their first glimpse at reality. You know, what mm-hmm. yeah, what what the quote unquote real world is like. So it is overwhelming. But again, if you reinforce things at home, then I feel like it could be an easier transition, potentially. And I think it definitely goes back to communication. You have to be able to communicate with your kid. Like, you have to be able to allow, as a parent, and the older my son gets, and I'm telling y'all, it's creepy, and I'm not trying to put my baby on blast, but <laughs> some of the stuff he asked me, I'm like, I ain't ready for this. Like, stuff as far as like, puberty and stuff as far as, like, different changes that's happening with his body, and you know what I mean? And it's just like, I try to be as open-minded as possible. I try to, he questions, oh, why are these boys doing that? Or why are these girls doing that? Or this Mm. girl said that, and it's sad to say he's 10 and he's only in the fourth grade, but he's like, mommy, a little girl said she's a lesbian. Mm -hmm. I have to explain to him, in my opinion, what I feel is that age-appropriate answer for him. But also let right. him know it's okay for me to talk to him. I don't want to ever be that parent. And that's one thing I thank my mom for. And I used to come home from um, from school, lay across the end of her bed and be like, mom. And she never told me, shut up, get out my face, go play. Mm-hmm. You're being too mm-hmm. grown. You're doing that. My grandmother and my aunt used to hate how outspoken I was. They used to hate how she's too grown. She's around adults. She need to go somewhere. <laughs> yep. She need to do this. It's a that. generational and thing. And I just thank God for my mom to allow me to not say be around them, but that's why I consider myself having an old soul because I was around old folks. But <laughs> on top of that, I seen the stuff that my cousins today were saying, oh, make them go play, make them get out of their face. And they all were pregnant by 14 and 15 with babies. Having two and three kids before the age of 18. Like, that wasn't for me. And I thank God, yes, I had my son young, but I wasn't a teenage mom. <laughs> 20? Yeah, still mm-hmm. not teenage, no teen in it, but still. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? <laughs> but still, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, it's to the point where I'm opening, I, I tell my son all the time, the door is always open. Right. You tell me, I don't care, you may not like my response, and I'm not going to tear you down, but I always want you, I'd rather you come and ask me, pardon me, I'd rather you ask me or your stepfather than ask one of these kids in the street and somebody give you a wrong answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not just about stuff that goes on as far as like with sexual orientation and stuff like that. It's just anything. I want him to be able to come general, to us. Yeah. I just want him to be able to come to us because sometimes a lot of these kids who are suffering from mental illness, all they need is an ear to get their spirit to feel comfortable. You know? Yeah, they need an ear and they need that encouragement. Because that's another thing, too. How often in our communities do we hear parents saying things like, you know, I want my child to fear me. I want them to look at me as their parent, not their friend. And yes, there's certain levels to that. However, Mm -hmm. when you're so focused on making sure your kids are scared of you, 
why would they feel comfortable telling you about things that they that they in their mind things are wrong that they may be going through and they feel as though they're going to get in trouble or chastised for it that's my or even you know or reprimands it or talk down to and that's my thing oh you're too grown to be asking about that Mm -hmm. like that was and, and it's unfortunate it's funny that my mom did that with me but when it came to my son and he asked certain things she was like he don't need to be knowing about that. He's too he's too young for that. He doesn't need to be knowing this. And my thing is, is like I'd rather let my kid know than someone go out here and tell him differently. You know yeah. what I mean? I'd rather my kid feel like, mommy, and I know don't want to creep everybody out, but mommy, I'm starting to get hair down here. What does that mean? Oh, wasn't right for that. Right. But thank God he felt comfortable enough to tell you. Exactly, because when I want him to come and tell me that kind of stuff because if someone touches him, I want him to be like, Mommy, you tell him, mommy, this happened. Or even just say hypothetically, he doesn't tell me, even though I was one off. And before I even had sex, I told my mom, I'm a weirdo. But anyway, um, he has sex and maybe the person has STD. He's like, mommy, I'm getting bumps here mm. or mommy this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'd rather explain things to him. Or I want him to feel comfortable to come to me and be like, mm-hmm. mommy, this. Or even when it comes to their teacher, mommy, my teacher said this to me. Oh, really? Okay, we about to go talk about this. Right. And, and one thing I've learned as a parent is when it comes to school, I am united. We are united. I will not down my child in front of his teacher. I will not talk down. I have learned that. It, it, it's sad it was trial and error in the beginning, but I will not down him. I'm not going to hold him in his dirt either, but I'm not going to down him in front of his teacher because when you break them down, they feel like, dang, well, she be doing this and she be doing that because it's always three tides to a story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. my thing is I'm not going to try to down him because I want to hear him like, well, what did you do? What do you do better? I want to have that line of communication always open. I don't care. I want, I want to be Lord pray to God. I always say, I want to live at least till 80, at least minimum. But I want him, if he feels though, mom, this is going, I want him to be able to always feel comfortable coming to me and knowing that I may not like her answer, but I know I'm be able to get my words out and get what I need to have said done. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, is these generational differences are ain't no joke because me and my grandma was never having the whole sex conversation and grandma what's a lesbian what's a STD what's a this what's a that honey heck no me neither girl my grandma was like your grandma like you need to stay in a child's place we ain't talking about this and it's almost like they thought if we don't talk about it it won't exactly. happen my grandma, my grandma found out the hard way that is not how it how it works but like that's what that generation feels like and it's up to us to break those like traditions or whatever you want to call it and be more open with our kids so that like you said they're not going to their friends or in the streets to get these answers they can come to us and now don't get me wrong I I have said the line to him before depending on the situation about I'm not your friend don't play with me because it is, it's a, it still has to be a level of respect. I've always said I don't want, Absolutely. I don't want my kids to fear me, but I want my kids to respect me. Even though right. mom passed away last year, I did not cuss in front of my mom. Mm-hmm. I was twenty eight years old, not cussing in front of my mom. No, mm-hmm. yeah, I, no, I don't play that. I either. may have slipped up and said ass maybe once, but I wasn't cussing in front of my mom. And it's not the fact that. And I always tell everybody, like, I have a best friend who's my friend. But when I always say, like, my mom was my best friend, it's because I know I can call her 6 o'clock in the morning and be like, Mom, guess what just happened? You know what I mean? And I know Mm -hmm. I will get probably a response I don't want to hear or 
I'm going to get her honest opinion about it. But yeah. it's never to the point where, though, I felt it's somewhat like how we are on the podcast. We all have our own opinions. We all may not have the same opinion, but we're respectful for of each other's opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just having that kind of communication with your child or even that, having that kind of relationship with your child. And like I said, when it came to my mom, yeah, I know I was being hot in the tail. I knew it. I knew I was being hot in the tail. And it was a guy, and I was like, you know what? I'm not being a teenager. I don't want to get pregnant. So, Mom, my biggest thing was, again, that's why I said sometimes it's hard to communicate with people face-to-face and even even like verbally or whatever. So my favorite right. thing was I used to write my mom a note and slide under her bedroom door. <laughs> I did the same wow. thing. <laughs> and slide I it under her bedroom thing. door. And I was like, and the thing about it is, it's like I didn't lose my virginity until I was 17. But I told my mom, I said, Mom, I feel like I'm getting to the point and I don't want to make a mistake. You know what I mean? And my thing was is that I could have been one of those kids, 16 years old. You can go to the wellness clinic in high school and get you some condoms, get you some birth control. Parent can't know nothing. That's but I, true. Oh, but I respected my mom enough, you know what I mean, from a, being able to have that communication. Now, I wasn't, I ain't going to lie and say I was big enough to go to her face and be like, oh, yeah, I need this to this. But I was still comfortable enough to go to her via um writing a note or whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm saying? Sending her a note. Yeah. But like, mom, this, and that's because I felt like I had that reassurance since I was a little girl. Yeah. Cause it boils down to you not being ashamed of being able to have open communication with your mom. Mm-hmm. When we have people that don't feel that who mm-hmm. the parent child roles are completely different. And then they'll go back and on their own be dealing with so much turmoil and feel like they have nobody to talk to, even if their parent right. is in the very next room. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? But, okay, I want to ask a question. So, and I'm not trying to religion bash or shame or anything like that. But how do you feel like mental health issues in our community are affected by phrases such as, oh, just pray about it? Mm. It's almost like this. I feel bad about what I'm about to say, but it almost sounds like, like if someone says that they're kind of dismissing you and like not wanting to talk about it, but telling you to oh, you know, just pray over it, it'll get better instead of really dealing with the root cause. Because I think that's the issue is that we're not dealing with the root of why people are feeling certain ways or having certain mental, you know, misfires or whatever it is. Once you get to the root of it and you're able to talk to someone about that, then you can then figure out um, how how to deal with it and how to kind of cure it, so to speak. And with that being said, a lady once told me, an older lady once told me, she said, when they say pray about it, it's it's praying about guidance, but it's not saying pray. It's just like, I got a broken leg. I'm not going to pray, oh, Lord, heal my leg. You know what I mean? Not, I feel as though her thing, her thought process, and I kind of feel the same way is that God 
put certain people in certain positions, such as psychologists, such as therapists, such as doctors, to do certain things. You know what I mean? Gave them certain abilities. Mm -hmm. And when we say pray about it, it's like, yeah, we're praying for that moment, but that's not going to be your change. You have to still act on it. They say you pray all day. You can pray, Lord, let me get a job. But if you don't put an application in, <laughs> you ain't going to get no job. Right. You got to do the work. act on it. So I feel like mm -hmm. when they say pray about it, yes, you want to pray at that moment, maybe for that peace for that moment. But as far as to actually get something done, you need to still use the resources that, in my mm -hmm. opinion, the, the people who God has put in these positions to help you. You know what I mean? And praying, and when I say pray about it, I don't mean just pray to the point of, Lord, help me. It's pray, Lord, guide me to the right therapist that's going to help me. Because you can easily go to a therapist and you have a doctor, what is it, doctor, um, Dr. Jekyll, <laughs> Mr. Hyde, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think it, it definitely has to do with what you're wanting out of the situation. Like we, I really feel like everybody, mental health is the biggest thing. Like I, I'm a big advocate for it. I feel like people should push it. I feel like unfortunately in the black and brown community, when you say people say pray about it, they put too much weight on these preachers and too much weight on these these um, spiritual or religious leaders, thinking mm -hmm. that they can be the end all be all. Oh, I'm supposed to go to morning mass. I'm going to go to confession. So now he's my therapist. He's my preacher. He's going to pray for me. He's going to know all my problems. He's going to pay my bills. He's going to do all this. <laughs> and that's not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> That's 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 not how it's supposed to be, in my opinion. I feel like we have different people. Different people have different gifts. So yes, you yes. may be a per person who can teach me, but you may not be a person who can lead me. You may be a person who can lead me, but not you know what I mean. Like not saying like that, or even every situation is different. And me as a person, I can't. It's just like with you with a partner. I can't go to my my um, pastor and be like, yeah, pastor, you, you got me messed up in the head. Cause I'm wondering about this and I'm, I'm second guessing this and da, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there always is the thing I like about therapy and honey, I go every other week faithfully, um, <laughs> <laughs> is you get an unbiased opinion. These people are mm -hmm. basically going off of what you're saying. They're learning you and it's different things. And it's funny that my therapist was able to pick up certain things from me just saying certain things. You know what I mean? Like my personality, the way that I sit, the way that, you know what I mean? So these people, I feel like they have a gift to read people, mm -hmm. not just from what you're saying, not just from what's on paper, but just actually having that third eye, I guess you would call it to see your inner, not saying your inner soul or anything like that, but just seeing your inner identity, being able to kind of break it down. You know what I mean? Without, everything. And like I said, it's a difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist yeah. pushing medicine. They are. Psychologist mm -hmm. is someone who's listening. Someone trying to find natural ways. Someone who is there to listen, to help you meditate, to have you write down. And get to the root. I feel like they try to help you get to the root and of the And also hold you accountable. That's the right. biggest thing with society right now. And it's funny, and I don't mean to keep talking no about accountability. it, but mm. it's funny because we were at the Caribbean restaurant the other day, me and AJ, and it was a coach in there. He was like, I've been a coach for 12 years, but now these kids are so sensitive that the parents don't want you to say anything to them. You can't do anything to them. And they're just becoming, in, they're becoming mentally weaker. That's exactly what he said. Because, yeah. and he said mentally weaker because, they don't want you to say anything to their kids. Oh, my kids are never wrong. Oh, I don't want you making the kids run laps. I don't want you doing this. I don't want you doing that. Which then means that they're un they say uncoachable children become un 
un, um, what is <laughs> the word? adults. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> but unma- that's what it is, unmanageable adults. So if you, if I can't mm-hmm. coach your child on a team to get to win this game, I can't coach your child as their manager to do this project at work. They're uncoachable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're unteachable. They don't listen. They, if you're always in the mix, and that's something me as my as my as a mother, when AJ was younger and Carlos was Kita, be quiet, be quiet, <laughs> because I'm like, why he why he said that to AJ? AJ, you know, and he's like, no, he has to learn to listen to other right. people. We we as parents, we want to don't nobody say that to my kid. That's my child, but right. we have to allow our kids not to be. I don't want to say disciplined by everyone, but corrected. Meaning, if you're doing wrong, not even corrected, but held accountable. That's what I'm looking for. Held accountable. So, mm-hmm. if you're doing something wrong and your teacher tells you to go to timeout, I can't, as your parent, I feel like I can, but I shouldn't, as your parent, come in five mm-hmm. minutes after you just got put in timeout, again, speaking from experience, put in timeout from hitting Johnny to come in like, okay, come on, we're going to get pizza and ice cream. You know what I mean? Like, not saying chastise a kid forever or discipline a kid forever for that one act, but kind of having that consistency, that stability, and that accountability. They need to know that there are repercussions for your actions. Absolutely. If you do something bad, there are repercussions for that. If you do something good, you get incentive for that. So teaching that from a very early age is important, a majorly important lesson to learn as you get older like well you know what so a couple things one I think that I mean I'm a firm believer in prayer just to go back to that I'm a firm believer in prayer however I just don't I think that sometimes people have a bad habit of saying pray about it and then not taking the time to actually listen further like okay Let's not try to come up with a, with a plan or let me not even acknowledge your issues. I'm just going to tell you to pray about it and basically put it in the Lord's hands. And, and I, that's, right. that's an issue for me. And, and then, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I feel like people who say, like you said, that's an issue. It's because either, I feel like it's three things. Either they don't know how to handle the issue themselves because they've probably been there and still are dealing with certain things. They don't really care about your issue or they don't, they like really too then like, cause they don't care. Or they don't want to really worry about your issue because they have their own stuff going on. So I well, feel like that's where they're just trying to dismiss to, it. Yeah. They're used to, to just basically not even having those conversations. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing about like, um, where the coach was saying like kids are, some kids are becoming uncoachable and stuff like that. I think also part of that, which a lot of elders act like they don't want to acknowledge is that you can't be talking to just people any type of way like y'all used to back in the day like y'all used to talk to people real crazy and you wonder why our parents generation are so hard about things and it's like yeah I understand we don't want to coddle our kids to the point that they're mentally like just defeated by any piece of criticism but in the same breath, it's like, you're not Participates about to in trophies. Down, right. You're not about to talk down to my child and, and then build them back up the way, you know? And that's a, also an older mentality that people do have. And they I'm call it tough that. love. The, the yeah, fake tough love thing. I'm not with that because mm-hmm. sometimes people straight up need the good old regular love. People don't <laughs> constantly need regular, tough regular, love regular all the time. love. And, and I'm going like, to... You expect us... You, we expect 
people to just be 100% strong 24-7 and not have no vulnerability, not have no soft side, not have no emotional openness. They just got to be tough, hard, tough love on your A game. Don't take nothing. Like, no, that's not that's not healthy. Well, that's the thing. Like in our community, unfortunately, like you were saying earlier, Key, boys are supposed to be strong. They're not supposed to cry. Girls are supposed to play with dolls and they're supposed to be girly. And you're the mom. You can't do anything else outside of that. So once we get rid of those parameters and those stigmas, then maybe we can get to what you're saying. And, you know, like potentially we could get to that. to that part of it but Mm -hmm. at this point it's like we have these social constructs and these ways that male and female are supposed to act and we don't want to deviate from that because if you do then you're wrong you're negative you know know it's crazy too um and i always say this because i'm just a different type of employee you know what i'm saying (laughs) i would have people literally co-workers grown adults who would say things like oh let me do this so i don't get in trouble and when I would hear that, I'd be like, what you mean get in trouble? Like, I'm an adult. How am I finna get, I'm not finna get in trouble? Like, you crazy. What they gonna do? Mm-hmm. Dock my pet. Like, what they gonna do? You know? But it's like, wh- why do we have, like, these these thoughts as if we can just accept some sort of, like, verbal abuse from these different types of parties and it's acceptable? Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, I just, I'm just not with that. And it goes deep. And then we wonder why, you know, we end up being angry (laughs) and having mental issues that we don't even acknowledge because we think it's normal to just be angry all the time. Mm. And that's Mm. my thing. Like, I I agree with you, Em. Um, I agree. I I agree. And then again, I I think it's a balance of both. I, I feel like when it comes to, it's definitely when it comes to respect, you should respect me. And I even gotten to the point lately, and it, I don't care who you are, and whether you're my partner, whether you're my coworker, whether you're, I don't like the way you just said that to me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You, I think it's, again, it goes back to communication, being able yep. to be confident enough in yourself to tell them, I did not like that. We don't, you don't have to always go with, with the wave you can go against the curves you know what i mean you can go against it sometime so and you said that keyword that confidence which confidence can be beat down so young just and that's smallest things and that's why at the age of 14 i feel like a lot of that is the that's why they said that's the age because how many times is it People say, and it's it's really sad. Oh, you're you're too fat to do this. You're too this to do that. Like it's so many. You're too ugly. You're this. You're this. It's always something about you that people are not gonna like. You know it's inadequate. I mean? And it's just that constant. It's just that constant abuse. It's that constant negativity. And if you have that parent, like it, I have a, was it my? No, it was a friend. I had a friend whose mom. We're not. Well, someone in from school and their mom or their grandma, they're raised by their grandma and they told mm-hmm. them, you're going to be just like your mom, good for nothing but laying on your back. Oh, no. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's things that this girl the born, time I heard told that. her. The girl Jesus. The first time I heard somebody who, say who is your dad? That. Because their mom was running the streets. Who was your dad this week? You got a new dad this week. You know what I mean? Oh, Never giving gosh. these kids the confidence. 
that they need to let them know you can be better than this. I always tell myself, I want you to be better than me, better than your dad, better than your uncle, better than everybody. You're going to be better. I want you to be better. You're great. You're this. You know what I mean? And that's why kind of going, not really trying to get too far off topic, but a lot of people are like, oh, DJ Khaled, crazy. He's talking to that newborn baby in the womb. Oh, you're great. You're this, you're that. But I feel like that constant. Yep. That that it's constant um what's the word uh mm-hmm. can't even think it's up to R. yeah yeah the constant reinforcement of telling them that they're great that they're destined to be great that when it's that one person who maybe oh you're not good enough oh I may not be you may feel like I'm not good enough but I'm good enough you know what I mean not mm-hmm. making them become arrogant but letting them know what their worth is and that's why it's it's that whole cycle begins where people end up being not knowing their worth both male and female. Yep. So and we we all finds- right, and mm-hmm. and we all know that words have power. Like you're you, what you speak over yourself, over your life, over your circumstance, that holds a lot of power. So if you go to work, it's a Monday morning. You say, "Oh, I'm so tired." Absolutely, mm-hmm. you're going to be tired. But as soon as you say, "I am excited to be at work. I have a job. Thank God for that," because there's some people out here who don't have that then that can turn your day a total 180. So if you're constantly beating down or berating or being negative to someone or your child, whatever the case may be, that's what they're going to take on. But it's, but the moment that you switch your thinking first, and, and that's what it all comes down to, what how you think and feel about yourself, and then let your words match that, mm-hmm. You what, what a world, a difference that can make in your life. Yeah. For you and your and those around you, yep. absolutely. I um I went to this um l- this thing at work the other day, and she was talking about basically talking about your words and how they have power and how you supposed to you know what good customer service is. And she was telling us about this girl, and I can't think of her name at the moment. Um, she has this segment where she does "I get to," quote unquote, "I get to." So it's not. Oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. I get to go to work tomorrow. Oh, you know, I got to go do X, Y, and Z. I get to do X, Y, and Z. And the moment that you kind of, a light bulb goes off in your head to say, I have the privilege, I have the ability, I have the, you know, the, the know-how to do certain things instead of making it seem like it's a chore to get up and go to work or a chore to get up and fix dinner or a chore mm-hmm. to, to get out of your bed. You say, I get to do these things because you have the ability. Some people didn't wake up this morning. Some people didn't wake up with, you know, working limbs, but you right. were able and you got to do those things. So your words have power and, and they they speak volumes, <laughs> but no pun intended. <laughs> right. <laughs> that brings us to our newest segment called... Spoonful of honey. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Spoonful of honey is where we're each going to talk about different types of um, natural remedies. Each week, we're going to give you one new natural remedy that you may not have heard before or that you've heard many times and it's something common in your household, but just to bring something different um, every week. So, this week, we thought it would be nice to bring up this first natural herb, um, lavender. So, lavender is often used for treating things like anxiety, insomnia, depression, 
restlessness. So it ties like really well into this concept of mental health and just kind of protecting your mental health and you know different ways that natural remedies can be used Mm -hmm. so lavender can be ingested in a tea it can be sniffed and smelled with an oil (laughs) diffuser um it also can be added topically as an oil for different antifungal resistant infections and Mm -hmm. i mean you can grow it in your backyard or right in your kitchen window Moving on to our either or. So when it comes to mental health, I mean, having an either or is kind of difficult for this week. But I was thinking, (laughs) right, would you rather have a personal one-on-one therapist that you can go to and talk to that's unbiased or would you rather have someone that you lean on that you know who knows your life who knows your your family who knows your personal business that you confide into with those same types of deep issues Hmm. well because i am in Because I am in, not really saying both situations, but like, I definitely would probably say an unbiased person. Um, because after a while, after you keep going, like I'm telling you, I love my therapist. She gets on my mm-hmm. nerves sometimes because she is a middle-aged <laughs> Caucasian lady. So she doesn't sometimes relate to my black woman issues, but that's a different situation. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like, I really feel like she she may not physically know these people, but just the way that I talk about certain people, she can tell my relationships and it's certain mm. things that she, it's certain things that she's like, try this or try that. You know what I mean? And it's not even really, you know what? I'm not even going to lie. She never gives me, she never really gives me, um, what, what will they say? Like homework. She just always asks me like, kind of put the ball back in my court. Like, what do you think? And I feel like if you're with a person who knows you or knows the other person or know people around you, think about, Oh yeah, I know that's her. She acts like that all the time. They have their own opinion of this person. Whereas <laughs> yep. though your therapist can only go off of your opinion of this person. And by them knowing you, they will then know whether you're deflecting or whether it's like really yep. an issue there. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. It's not going to be a problem wrong with everyone. You have to take ownership. So kind of making you be accountable. And I feel like sometimes people that we love, we enable them and we try to pacify them and we try to make them feel comfortable or try to make it we seem do. like it's the other person's fault. Whereas though, oh no, she knows she's wrong. She shouldn't have done that to you. All you've done for her, blah, blah, blah. Whereas on the other end, from my therapist, it's like, okay, you did all that for her, so why do you continue to do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're holding you like, accountable. Let's make it back about you. Exactly. You're being held mm-hmm. accountable. Whereas, though, I feel like when you have someone who is a third party who doesn't know anything about anyone else, it's about your mental health. Not about you deflecting. Not about you right. pushing. Um, Not about you worrying about, well, if Sammy's doing better, if Susie's doing good. It's about not how you look to your community exactly. or other people. Exactly. It's like, what is your role and how do you play in this? So I definitely feel like a third party unbiased person Mm. is, is great because eventually as you continue to talk, she doesn't physically know my fiance or my kids, but she's like, Oh yeah, that's your four-year-old, right? Oh yeah. That's your fiance. Yeah. And she even like kind of going back to what I said in the beginning, 
I feel like they have not really a third. I feel like they have that gift to see and like really, and whether it's them going to school, but seeing people's body language, seeing people's facial expressions, looking at certain things that actually gives them the ability to see, because she says, Oh, when you says this, when you say this person's name, your light, your face light up. When you say this person's mm. name, you always roll your eyes. You know what I mean? And then you become mm. more conscious about yep. am I going <laughs> my eyes when I say their name <laughs> you know what I mean right mm-hmm. like, well I know when you say my name you, your face like oh, what, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so silly. but I'm serious <laughs> so it's like tears and eyes and all that <laughs> yeah what they say your body language does what 90% of yeah. the talking 70 I don't know what the figure is but when you're having a conversation it's your body language that does most of the talking so you subconsciously do those things you don't even realize mm-hmm. it's like, and then that's it and then <laughs> that you're doing really it. knowing what the root of the problem is for myself for the either or I definitely think I'm gonna go with an unbiased par- party who knows nothing about me or my situation basically taking my situation and trying to puzzle it together because when we explain st- when we tell stories nine times out of ten we try to make ourselves look good so a person who is not aware of the situation will always find those holes and will require you or again, hold you <laughs> accountable to fill in those holes to see, well, what mm-hmm. can you have done better or what, why is this, this, how could the outcome been different and things like that? So I'm definitely going for third party non-bias. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you tell your best friend, they like, Oh, they, how could they do that? To mm-hmm. they inside? I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that. Um, um, I would probably go with the the third party as well. I've I've never been to a therapist, but the the more that we talk about this 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 topic, I'm just thinking like everything that I went through as a child, I feel like I probably should have gone to a mm-hmm. therapist. Um, maybe maybe my grandmother did take me to one, and I just don't remember because I do know that like I subconsciously block out. Mm-hmm. A lot, yeah, a lot of things that happened to me as a child. Though there will be like times where I can kind of catch glimpses in my head, but there's nothing that I can like. It's PC, like there's nothing that I can really tell a whole story about. So I feel like if if I had the opportunity to, well, I guess I do have the opportunity, but if I really put myself out there to talk to someone, it would be beneficial. And I would want to talk to someone who doesn't know anything about me because like, I can tell you guys all day, you know, what, what I've been through or what my story is. And of course, because you're my friend, you're going to side with me, but not always. That's you know not us. what I'm just we always yeah. need. Well, <laughs> well, well I mean, nine person. times, <laughs> not us though. You know, <laughs> nine times out of 10, but, but though that one time there is an instance where I need you to potentially side with, that other party and tell me what I'm doing wrong or what I did wrong. Yeah. But in this situation, what I'm talking about with my childhood, I ain't do nothing wrong. I was in yeah. <laughs> But I feel like, <laughs> but I feel like I would get more of a big, like you said, a bigger picture if it's someone who doesn't know anything and about I, anything. They're just, yeah. they're just going off of what I'm telling them and they can, like you said, kind of piece it together and because they have that medical background, they're able to give me more details and more insight into what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking more than what a friend who is not licensed or who does not have that education could do. And I want to add, like, I feel like I could tell you something, Jazz, 
And not saying we all say, oh, we have that friend, and I'm all, all both of y'all, I say all three of us, and I definitely say all three of us, we all have partners, you know what I mean? So there's always that pillow talk, and there's always a possibility of something possibly getting out, a.k.a. Atlanta, but we'll leave that alone. Mm. And, <laughs> and, uh, now this is the second episode that the spoke on this Atlanta. I'm just saying, Atlanta. Viewers <laughs> and also, <laughs> Jack. I'm just saying, but my thing is, so, but even when I feel like with a third party, with who are they gonna tell? They're not gonna go and tell your partner, yeah. oh yeah, you having dreams about your ex, or they're not gonna tell That's your true. partner that mm. you feel like that you. Um, really don't want to be with them or you're having second guesses or they're not going to tell your partner yeah. that I was they were you are abused as a child and that's why you have problems with them touching you a certain way you understand what I'm saying right like mm-hmm. they're not gonna I, I feel like who are they gonna tell where your mom and dad may piss you off and they're not gonna judge you off of that because they don't know your mom or dad they don't really not saying that I know they they right. care but they don't care you know what I mean they're here just to get to the root of your problem right or even just knowing and like like that chest they no. like oh <laughs> Key and Jazz husbands probably know my business now, mm-hmm. you know. So just that, mm-hmm. just that subconscious thought. We don't the possibility. I feel like we won't share one hundred percent everything. Like I'm gonna, and I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Like I, I've told you guys a lot of things, but it's some things I've never told anybody. But my therapist mm-hmm. knows. Mm-hmm. Like I just recently came mm-hmm. out when I, I was a, I was physically abused. Um, not physically, but I was sexually well, I guess violated. Um, mm-hmm. as a child, you know what I mean? And I just told my fiance this year after 25 years of it happening, mm. and he's the only person on this earth who knows who it was other than my therapist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, yep. you don't, you do certain things where people will know, yeah, this happened, but I'm not going to tell you who it was. And because you, right. you I'll find yourself out. Exactly. I'm just going to tell you parts of it because I don't want you to ever, when you may come in contact with this person, the odds of it may be slim to none, but if you ever come in contact with this person, then you, um, going to have, you're going to have your own judgment off of them. Yeah. Cause you know what? And I don't, and I feel bad about what I'm about to say, and I don't want to put your business out there in, but I remember when you told us about your situation mm-hmm. and this was probably like what, maybe a month or two after you started and I'm like, sis, if you would have told me this before, like, we would have rolled up and handled this. Mm. But, <laughs> but you remember yes. that, right? Because I'm like, Amber, yeah. really? Like, seriously? Like, you're my girl. Like, I would never let something like this happen to you. Like, what we need to do, who we need to roll up on. But everything ain't for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And you and we get that all the time. So, I mean, yes, you may have told us, but you told us in your time mm-hmm. to prevent, you know, something from escalating or from happening yeah. from there. But but I would definitely pick the unbiased party. Yeah. And honestly, I would too. And most of the time, it's at least one of us that's on a different wave. But I think in this, in this, Type of I know. <laughs> I would actually pick a third party primarily because, and even what I told y'all about, even, you know, just those types of things. My main reason is I don't want those that care about me to have an emotional exactly hurt by it, you know? Mm. And that's something that I'm still like actively working through. 
like a lot of things I still mm-hmm. haven't said out of my mouth because I just don't want people that I know that love me to feel like this hurt or sadness or you know th- like this emotion that comes with knowing that somebody that you care about has gotten hurt and I think it goes back I'm being emotional, oh, yeah. y'all. I don't, oh, Lord. <laughs> but, honestly, but do you know what I'm I saying? Think, you know? I think it goes back to oh, my the beginning where yeah. we have to be strong, where we have to protect everyone else. We feel like we have to protect yeah. everyone else. And that's the reason why I do. Like I said, I recommend therapy to anyone because yeah. I can go in there, I can cry my eyes out and cry and cry and cry all day long. But you know what I mean? And you could talk about it to certain people, but it's really not changing things. Sometimes us holding it in, it's us. We, we don't want to feel like we're victims. That's why we don't tell people. I feel like that's why we don't tell. Cause we all have our own story, but I feel yeah. like we don't tell our family members because we don't want to be looked at as a victim. We don't want to be looked at as someone who is weak. You know what I mean? That because we're the strong ones in our family. You know what I mean? I'm just being honest. The so matriarch. it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be viewed as being weak. Like I, and this is like a sidebar, but I was being physically abused to the point of running out of my house barefoot, mm. like bad in the middle of the night. Yep. And my thing is, is like, I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want to be viewed as weak. I didn't want to be viewed as mm. that girl who was, uh, who was a victim of domestic violence. I didn't want to be viewed as that girl who didn't know how to handle herself. And you know what I mean? Like I wanted to, I, yeah. I kept putting the blame on myself and that was because I was mentally weak because of the situation mm-hmm. I was in. So I yeah. definitely, I definitely agree I to the point of not telling people because you don't want to be viewed as, as being that weak person. I have, I have to be strong for everybody else. I can't cry. I can't show, I got to put my makeup on and keep it pushing and act like I'm in this fairy tale world when all actual, all actuality, mentally, physically, and emotionally, I'm living in hell. You know what I mean? Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's just. And then you have those, people quote-unquote friends Mm -hmm. that will be like well why don't you just leave you know yeah see i don't want to go down that road with you right but then you'll have Mm -hmm. these you'll have family members that'll be like why didn't you tell me i would have rolled up there i would have brought my gun Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah see i don't want to go that route either yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the it's two extremes, extremes <laughs> you know and yeah, then yeah, also yeah. how could you allow somebody to do that to you? you're dumb for even allowing somebody to do that to you you're this you're that you know what I mean bashing me even more when I'm already in a bad place you know what I mean like it, it's it's sad it and it's sad so I definitely that's why I said mental abuse and it's something that just like how you say jazz how you block things out I feel like mm-hmm it happens like that because we try to subconsciously forget and pretend like certain things ever happened to us. Like we, we try to, mm-hmm. it's a, like a security. It, that's blanket, exactly what right? it is. It's a security blanket. Yeah. And then certain things, and you don't realize that you're so traumatized by certain things that yes. it just, it just, it's it it. you know what I mean? It, yeah. You're just pushed. You're just pushing. It could be like, it's crazy because I think it was like one time and I was, I was like, maybe, and I think, you know what? And that's funny that you said 14 because I was 14 and like a song came on, but it was a song that the individual, my mom and them had like a record player back in the day when we were younger and the individual will always put this on so that people wouldn't hear me. You understand what I'm saying? And mm. it came on in a movie mm. It came, and I just bust, I was in the middle of getting Ooh, my hair geez. done and I just busted out crying. It's a trigger. There's triggers. 
And these triggers come out. And sometimes you don't even know it's going to be a trigger until it happens. Yeah. Yep. You know? And it's just like, I remember this one time. I was just watching a movie. Boom. And this movie had this scene in there. And I just, and I still haven't watched that movie since. I only watched it one time when it first came out. Y'all know the movie. For Color Girls. Girls. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How did, you know? And I watched that movie. Oh, I think you nope. told us this. Uh, yeah. And I keep seeing it pop up on my Amazon Prime. And I'd be like, you know what? It's 10 years later. Maybe I should try to watch No, that, that movie bothers me. Girl, when I saw, I watched, mm. I just, I literally like went into this whole panic and I was actually at my uncle's house at the time. He's like, what's going on? What's wrong? And I was just hysterical, you know? And mm-hmm. it's just like, you never know what kind of triggers will just come up. Until and it happens. The, yeah. Right. <laughs> and like, even the other thing, like I know somebody who was verbally abused, right? And, you know, they have they don't even feel comfortable bringing they brought up the conversation to the people that verbally abused them as a child and the people that did it basically you could tell they felt guilty but turned on their defense mode so it's like okay you're still not getting that resolution that you feel like you need you still and now you just feel like you can't even talk about it Mm -hmm. so it's like Third parties are almost like this. It's like this safe, safe place <laughs> where mm-hmm. you can have an open yep. and honest conversation, get real advice, mm-hmm. and not feel the the repercussions of talking to people that you know. You know. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Do you guys feel like so? You like we're? I feel like we're close. Do you guys feel like? as close as we are we should be able to sense when like we are going through something and we should reach out and and kind of talk each other off the ledge so to speak do you feel like we are at that point or we're at that that point of our friendship i've thought about this before with not just specifically y'all but just in general and I realized mm-hmm. that, you know, just kind of like having expectations like I I want these people that are so-called my friends to be able to notice things and take the time to reach out to me is a little unfair just because you never know what somebody else is going through. And mm, okay. with my ex-best friend, right? we've had an argument before where she was like you know I hit her up like yo like I was going through such and such over here and where were you and she was like well you don't know that I was going through this so how about that and in that moment Mm. I realized like you know what you're right I was worried about my own stuff over here so I didn't even have the strength to reach out to you so how can I expect you to reach out to me if I don't even know what's going on in your life in that moment? Mm-hmm. So I think that we have to take the responsibility to say, hey, friends, I need you. <laughs> you right. know? And I, and I understand. Expect. Yeah, I think mm. that's true. I agree. Okay, I agree. so we, I feel like before you start, Key, we need to make a little pet oh, right now. Here we go. The cancer always got <laughs> Okay. So what? Kumbaya, so what? I feel like B 
because <laughs> because you know that I want you guys to always know that you can reach out to me if you ever need anything because you know I'll be right on the phone with y'all like um I'm not happy and this is why and I need my girls so like I feel like I always want you guys to feel that way mm-hmm. you know that you could come to me about whatever if it's about me or if it's about someone else or whatever the situation may be because I pride myself on being a good friend and I don't want any one-sided friendships or, you know, these friendships where I'm doing all the work and I'm not getting anything in return and vice versa. Cause that's not a friendship. And, you know, and I agree. And I think, you know what, and you know what, what you say in that, I really think that if it was something that was really, really bothering us that we would go to one another because like, I think, okay, so this was years ago, but when we were at, jasmine's house and a situation happened and i was like literally in tears and y'all know how i am outside the last couple months jazz i'm a thug let me stop <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i don't know <laughs> comes out of it. Yeah, but like i really feel like if i really care about you then i want you to be a part of my life i will go to bat for you or i really try to figure things out and we had that conversation and we cried and stuff like that you know what i mean so it's like i feel like we definitely, we definitely should make that doorway open more, um, to mm-hmm. where we are able to come, you know what I mean? But even when it comes to that part, how you just said, and with your last best friend, my thing is, it's like, or your old best friend, you should have still been a friend to say, well, I'm going through stuff too. What's going on? Let's link up. We cry about it together. We like, that's my biggest thing. We should be able to do a wait and exhale moment, cry, burn it up. <laughs> Listen, whatever we need to do to get to where we need to be as a friend, we have to learn how to build each other up. That's my biggest thing. Like, I've had friendships right. where I'm like, come on, I'm going to take you out. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. So my thing is, I'm not going to put energy mm. in people who aren't willing to put energy in themselves or energy back into me. Now, when you get mm-hmm. to certain parts mm-hmm. of your life, that we should never allow our friends to get that low. You know what I mean? So we That's should, true. so when it comes to that, the favorite line is people say, closed mouths don't get fed. If you putting on your, as they call your war gear, your makeup every day, you going out popping, everything's good. We should learn each other enough. And I know it's really bad to say we, mm-hmm. like, if I talk, I can tell when Jazz in the bed, even you, Amber, like I can tell when we're around each other. I have not picked it up in your voices a little more for Amber. I have picked a little in your voice, but I haven't really picked it up in you guys' voices. But like, what's wrong? What's going on? Right. Because we are again, we're the strongest. Y'all even be picking it, well. it up in text. Oh yeah, like, we can pick it up. Dang. Oh Absolutely. yeah, your text. Oh yeah, your girl. Text. Yeah, I had, I had times. I'm like, yes. oh, uh-uh, we is not about to do this. You done move back. Like, listen oh here, listen. <laughs> Jazz been a pit bull lately. <laughs> yes, like, absolutely. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> Exactly, because this is this is how I show you that I value our friendship. If I didn't give two shits about you, then I wouldn't have read you in that text. You know what I mean? Like this this is how I show my love. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you can't handle it, it's too bad because you but stuff. Everyone. I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> I'd be like, but I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know. But and, I feel that. yeah, and that's my and that's my thing. It's like, listen, we and that's our thing. We become so we become so comfortable with being in our own misery. You know what I mean? Like we, we're, mm-hmm. we're okay when people mm-hmm. are like, when people are like, Oh, I'm fine. No, you're not fine. 
Like right. even even to the point, and not trying to get too far off topic, but even that matters. Yeah. With my kid, I'd be like, "How was your day? It was good. Well, how was it good? You need to let me know. We we gonna get to the root of this. Mm-hmm. You gonna start talking? Yeah. You know what I mean? So True. I really feel like definitely in our friendship, we should we definitely need to open up more. Mainly when we feel certain ways about certain things. Mainly not even right. about each other, but just stuff. Period. In general, yeah. Like just period. But I. Which I am working on that. Because y'all know, I've been and I'll, like, oh, no, it's fine. But sometimes yes, it just, like, takes, girl, no. Sometimes it takes that extra, that extra just to be like, no, I'm not playing. Like, yo, like, do I need to come over there? Mm-hmm. And then she goes, and you know we will. All right, all right, all right, all right. Pull up. Pull up. Skirt, skirt. But honestly, I feel like we also need to make each other comfortable with being not okay yeah does that make sense like it's okay to not be okay let's figure it out together and work through it like you don't always have to be prim and proper and good because nobody's life is perfect and nobody's life is always good so once you get to the point of it's okay to be upset now let's deal with it from there Mm -hmm. levels yeah yes (laughs) cry together ain't that that old song (laughs) We ride together, we cry together. Bad boys, here we go. Oh, Lord. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I really think. So, back to what Amber's either or. I think that we all can agree that we feel like a third party, unbiased person who knows yes. nothing about us, who are just yep. willing to listen to our problems. This is what you get paid yep. for. Shut up and listen. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? but hold on. I got oh, one go little ahead. more mini point. Go ahead. <laughs> because I'm with the third party, but y'all ever know I'm about to be skeptical if they got a degree that in something that involves medicine or some kind of freaking test tested therapy. Like, no, yeah. I don't want, I don't want to be your experiment. I don't want to be your thesis statement. Yeah, and <laughs> they they get a doctorate, so they um, about to write you know their whole dissertation. And I'm about you. to be labeled as um some kind of anonymous name. Exhibit B, term mm-hmm. paper, unstable, Shoot. unstable black right. woman came no, in. No, I ain't playing that game. Shoot. And and mm-hmm. that's the thing, like that's why, like I said, I go to therapy. Not well, I have a psychologist, not a psychiatrist. She is not writing those scripts. The only you know thing she do is recommend books from Amazon for me to read, and, okay. <laughs> and that's about it. Some people they be looking through the mm-hmm. eyes of a doctor, like, "Oh, I know how to cure that. Here's the medicine." Is- no, I don't want that. A pill. I don't want no nerve. And you pill. gonna have that? You know what, girl? Be quiet, Jess. <laughs> I cannot stand her. <laughs> <laughs> Oily discharge. She makes me sick. Why y'all can't? Why y'all can't be so serious? Why, why can't we just be serious? One episode. but even with that being said like it's side effects and stuff about now i'm telling you telling you i can't sleep and you gonna give me ambien and i'm up in the middle of the night killing people up here dying home my day was so doped up off ambien they driving cars sleepwalking killing their partners and Mm. stuff like come on man i don't want nothing like that Mm -hmm. yep and then you black, so they gonna exactly. give you honey. The, the bottom of the. You bottom. know we different. We can't. We can't, can't have them. Like, um, insanity. Insanity. That's what it no. is. At all. No, we. That's a whole nother podcast mm. right there. Y'all. Had a system not set up for us, but that's a different. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. But well, I kind of wanna. 
Oh, we are we doing? I, it think, allegedly? I don't really want to keep it as allegedly. We definitely could do like more of a celebrity news because our allegedly's usually tie around celebrities. Um, yeah, but we can definitely mm-hmm. do an allegedly, and we will do it on okay um, weekend. So it's allegedly time, of course, and we could do it around one of our um. What can I say? One of our Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde celebrities, aka Mister oh, Kanye Lord. West. Wake up, Mister West. Mister West. Oh, oh, I knew you was about to say <laughs> But even with that being said, that's both y'all. Listen, I love me some Kanye. I love me some old. I love Kanye. I love some old. Oh, Lord. Oh, yes. I'm just saying, like, come on, you know that's my friend. Come on, really, come on, sweat. Like, I'm just saying, you don't, you don't got all the answers, sweat. Like, you know, like that's my thing. But I really feel like. Again, this is allegedly how everyone said he had this alleged mental breakdown and he was allegedly yeah. off his meds and he yeah. was how he had all of these um he, he was having all these mental breakdowns, all this other stuff when he was calling people out and he was going through all this stuff. And my thing yeah. is it's like I really feel as though, unfortunately, how people say he's in a sunken place. I don't I don't really mm-hmm. want to say that he's in a sunken place. I think that it goes back to the beginning of our conversation. It's communication. His yeah. his outlet, aka his mom, yeah. is no longer here. So once she passed away, and again, and that outlet, having someone to plug into, having someone to tell you, even from his um through the wire video, how he was yeah. in the video with his mom, you could tell that his mom was his best friend. He was the his only child, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He was the only he was his mother's only child, I believe. So yeah. my thing is when people have all these allegations about oh he's suffering from this, he's suffering from schizophrenia and all this other stuff, because he calls out celebrities on their BS, he is had he has this platform. So he has no one to communicate this with. So he just communicates it out. You know what I mean? He doesn't have the ability. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't have um he doesn't have the tools to actually say how he feels. He is, and I don't care what no one says, Kanye is a musical genius. I don't care. Like he can take a beat and turn it around. I don't care. Listen, I don't care what no one says as far as when it comes to music, as far as when it comes to lyrics. You're such a Listen, no, I'm just I saying. Love it. He can, he can, he can this, that's the Look, I'm just saying, like he is really, and and you can see how, even with that being said, how everyone's like, and again, these are all just my opinions, and these are all just alleged alleged accusations where people are like, oh, since he <laughs> he went to um the Amber's favorite family, the Kardashian Jenners, oh, <laughs> oh God, girl. he's been in this. Uh, you know, that's he's been he in this song place. He's been in this. He's been in this. He's been in that. You know what I mean? And I feel like, unfortunately, it goes back to, and we can. This will be a, definitely in a whole another podcast about how some women feel that men who tend to be with white women are weaker, or with women outside mm. of the of the African American race are weaker. And I feel like that's what he was looking for. He was looking for more of a. And I'm not going to say Kim is his mom, but someone who will pacify mm. him. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. So unfortunately, it's okay. so it's definitely it's okay. It's definitely <laughs> something like I really feel like yes, he does. He needs to have a strong support system. He needs to yeah. have someone that he can plug in. You got to think about it. How we just said we can go to a third party and talk about it, pay you your money, and keep it moving. He's a celebrity, so it's going to get leaked somehow. Oh my! You know oh, what I mean? Yes, it will. So even by a third party, mm, like who can you trust? Exactly, and that's my thing. So I'm only gonna I'm gonna keep this shell True. up, and I'm gonna try to handle these 
these issues that I'm going through internally, mentally by myself. So that's why he's going through the whole up down weight situation. That's why he's going through taking hiatuses. That's why he's going through, he's made so many, even just again, allegedly to some of the stuff that's going on in the news about some of the contracts he's made lifelong contracts and all this other stuff. Like now he's yeah. trying to be allegedly become a resident of New, um, California so that he can get out of a, a life term contract. You know what I mean? Like, he is suffering so, what? honey, another podcast, that, he's suffering so bad. If all these things that are allegedly happening are true, then how can we as a community bash him so bad? It's like, bro, if y'all really believe that he has all this mental illness, why are we bashing him so heavy? Because if it was somebody that was really checked into a psychiatric hospital, you would be shamed for bashing somebody like that. So it's like, why are we acting mm-hmm. like we can just go in on Kanye, talk so bad about him constantly, make him the the, the meme, the butt of every joke. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, he's really he's really been going through stuff for a minute. And, and that's and my thing. Every, and he don't have a good support system. Before 808 and Heartbreak, like a minute. He And that's my thing. Like, he... With that being said, like you said, he he's always the butt of the joke. He's always yes. he's always seen the limelight of like we can go back to the beginning. And again, this is all allegedly, but we can go back to the beginning when he first was doing just producing for Rockefeller. They wasn't taking him serious. Like, ah, uh, he nah, he alright. He he gotta get his stuff together. He was producing for them. Yes, he was producing on Blueprint. People don't even realize. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So my thing is, is like he is musically all these albums that are. Um, people call what is the word? Uh, I went blank. But basically, all these timeless albums or whatever, all these timeless CDs, he produced a lot of this stuff. You know what I mean? He was on the line. Exactly. He put his just him putting his fingers on, well, his hands on certain things. It turned it into gold. You know what I mean? I was not listening to no John Legend before Kanye West came out with that song with him. And that's my thing. And that's my thing. So even just his personality. Now John Legend is like a freaking billionaire. However much he makes. Mm-hmm. Ge- um, Kanye West is a Gemini, so he's already has that half and half battle. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he has that that mental struggle. That mental struggle, but also he's really critical of himself by being a Gemini. And then when you have society being critical of you, because we gotta all remember and the reason. Exactly, and again, and allegedly having clues and cries for help. Oh my goodness, Amber! <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, like so. Again, this is all allegedly. Allegedly, but allegedly his mom passed away for trying to do cosmetic <laughs> surgery. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Getting a tummy. What the hell? She was a tummy tuck, but she was diabetic, and she went out of the states Dang. and got it done. It's so that's something. So, so what? So this is what I'm saying. So. I'm saying it was a news reporting. So, uh, again, this is allegedly because, again, we don't 100% weren't there. So, I'll definitely say allegedly. But in news articles, this is what was reported. So, now I have to deal with my mom, who's now trying to obviously do a tummy tuck and all this other stuff. Is because how do we know that she wasn't being bashed? They see this dark skinned lady on TV. Oh, your mom is this, your mom is that. Everybody taking pictures. Exactly. So, then you have to deal with that. So, once you go with that, losing your best friend, your mother, and everything else that may be happening in between your life, now you marry uh, a woman who's famous. And he even said in his own song, My girl's famous for making her own home video. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) You got to make fun of it. Otherwise, it's going to eat you up. Exactly. So my thing yep, is, is like, because they're going to talk about he went, it. He then went to that. You know what I mean? He went to that. 
as far as the whole situation with him and Kim. Now, your best friend, my big brother, I wrote a whole song about you, pouring out my heart to you. You treat me like crap. You understand? Allegedly, yeah, Jay-Z. allegedly, Jay-Z treats him like crap. Allegedly, Beyonce and them don't even fool with him and his family like that. You know what I mean? But me and you, listen, I'm letting y'all both know. Lord, no, no. Lord, baby and um, no. Listen, I'm not, listen. The baby and up. We gonna have a relationship. All of us gonna have a relationship, okay? <laughs> my kids gonna know your kids. Your kids gonna know my kids. So that is the end of our episode. Find us on Instagram at Tea with Jam Podcast. You can send us an email at Tea with Jam Podcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a message to continue the conversation on the Anchor app. We would love to feature your voice, your comments, and your feedback. And I think that's it. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for tuning in, guys. All right. And remember, always keep family, friends, and love first. Till next time.